Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to episode two of Dueling Dialogues. I'm Connor Murphy in the studio with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? I'm doing great, Connor. How are you? Doing good. We have a lot of uh, stuff to talk about today. We've got a conspiracy theorist. Yep, the new bully term. Okay, and we've also got Pat Robertson theory on Fox News. Absolutely. Pat Robertson has an excellent theory about the war on Fox News. Okay, and we've got also coming up is the tarmac meeting between Lynch and Bill Clinton. As it goes deeper and deeper. So we have some new facts that have just surfaced. Good. Juicy stuff. Very juicy. Everything Bill Clinton's involved in seems to be juicy stuff, though. Isn't it? It's just the stuff that books are made of. You bet. You bet. Uh, All right. And we also got a little segment about the band Journey coming up at the end. Yeah, rock and roll and politics. (laughs) Yeah, so... With that being said, it, uh, what do we have on the conspiracy theorist? Well, you know, that is a new name the left uses to bring down the right. It, it's a passive-aggressive term they're using that seems to shut down the right. When someone comes up with a thought or an idea or a... They surmise the situation. They're they're deemed a conspiracy theorist. And name calling and passive aggressive talking points are lately another dark side of politics. So the latest to be dubbed a conspiracy theorist is Pat Robinson. He takes a look at the he calls it the dark landscape at Fox News. He says, if you wanted to destroy Fox News, you really wanted to destroy them, what would you do? Well, you would send some salacious material, ostensibly from one of their popular co-hosts or hosts, and you'd send it out and then get publicized, and then you have some woman complain that she had gotten this salacious material from this co-host, and then she would come to Fox, and Fox is so adverse to any kind of legal action, that they would immediately take the person off the air. So before long, you would have decimated the primetime lineup of all the Fox hosts. Easy to do? Absolutely. Is it being done? Probably. He says probably. I think it would be more like definitely. I would totally agree with that. It's definitely happening because we're watching it happen. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly was first. He was um, brought down after a New York Times article um, revealed that um, he and Fox News had paid off several women for um, uh, 
I don't know, off-color statements, would you say? He really wasn't accused of touching them or hurting them, but saying inappropriate things to women. They paid them off at the tune of $13 million. The New York Times broke the story in April. That was some five to eight years after the incidents. Almost immediately in response to this article, Fox News took Bill O'Reilly off the air. Later, um, they, or just before that happened, they fired their longtime founder, Roger Ailes, for the same reason. Complaints that had taken place several years prior. I didn't ever hear that they had paid money out for Roger Ailes' improprieties. Next was Charles Payne on the business channel. Um, He's been suspended as of right now for an affair he had. Um, There were leaks of the emails. This was um, certainly seemed like just an affair to me. It it didn't seem like it was um, unwanted by the female. It seems like both parties were agreeable. Um, They have launched a boycott against Sean Hannity's show, a boycott against his show and the advertisers. And lastly is Eric Bowling who supposedly sent lewd pictures to three co-workers at the Business Channel, again, more than five years ago. The article was written for the Huffington Post, and no one came forward. None of the women that the article was about came forward, nor were there quotes. Yet 24 hours after the article, a... Regular guest, Caroline Heldman, she is a doctor of psychology. I believe she's a psychologist instead of a psychiatrist. She complained that Bowling had asked her out for dinner and called her Dr. McCarty. Now, that is the only, <laughs> that's the only clear evidence that can be verified against this, uh, this article. Therefore, Eric Bowling filed suit last Friday against the author of the of the article, who is Yashur Ali. Um, he filed suit against him for fifty million dollars of um, for defamation. Wow, fifty million. Fifty That's, million. That could be a, uh, an expensive uh, oops. It could be, and uh, he did not file suit against the Huffington Post, just the author, because the author is not exactly an employee. He's a freelancer. Now, word has it that the Huffington Post is going to stand behind the author, but $50 million, if you are, I think, Eric is 54 years old. He probably makes at least $5 million a year, maybe more, if his career is destroyed that's not an unreasonable amount i guess you're right you know uh he probably has at least 10 years left exactly 
And a lot of times those lawsuits will go till to natural retirement age. And if that's the case, it would be exactly right. And there would be no inflation there. Oh. Okay. But, well, this is um this is getting a little bit disturbing because we've got quite an imbalance in media. Um, it seems that all mainstream media is pulling left, and those that are out in right field seem to be out there alone and with big targets on their back, and, and the far left is just taking shots at them out there in right field. Exactly. I was very disappointed to learn that George Soros and Media Matters had relaunched their blitz against um, Sean Hannity's advertisers. Um, that scares me because of the precedence it sets. Right. You're almost using the advertisers as a tool to get what you want. And how, how long will it take for the advertisers to walk away? Walk away from media. Altogether. I mean, yeah. Altogether. Even even the precedence it sets for books. I mean, where does it stop at movies? I mean... This is, a, I, I hate it when someone steps out and sets a precedence and they don't think about the long-term effect and where it will lead. George Soros has lots of money. He doesn't need any money. Yet he has, he has brought in these other media companies like MSNBC, CNBC, um, CNN, Etc. to boycott Sean Hannity's advertisers. Now, what makes these people think that at some point in time, that's not going to be flipped around on them and somebody's going to come after their advertisers. Sean Hannity's people already tried that with the Rachel Maddow show. And that did cause MSNBC to think twice back in May and step back from this, I, I have to call it a war, a media war. Um, but it looks like George Soros has reignited it, and um, we'll see where it goes. But as a writer, I it, I don't like it. It scares me. Right. Well, look, it, it's also happened to Megyn Kelly. You're exactly right. I forgot about that. Yeah, when she had Alex Jones on the show and all of a sudden, um, you know, advertisers were dropping left, right and center. So it was an, another good example of how, you know, the the other media outlets or the the, the far left is using um, advertisers as a tool to get what they want. And it's quite and disturbing. Yes, and she's not recovered from that. And one of the reasons NBC paid her $18 million a year was because they could charge more, at least they believed they could charge more, for advertisers. Instead, they had the other extreme happen, advertisers dropping off. And that wasn't even through a boycott. Those advertisers decided to do that on their own, which I believe that precedence was set through the Bill O'Reilly issue and the Sean Hannity. Yeah, you're probably right on that one as well. I, I would say I'd, I'd agree with you 100%. Yeah, they would have never thought of it. Although I'm not a big Megyn Kelly fan, 
Oh, I'm not either. Not at so, all. That's Never a whole was. other. That's a whole yeah. other show. That's a whole other episode. In fact, <laughs> if you want to know more about that, we have some really good articles on our site about that. Yeah. The Right Left Chronicles. Check okay. it out. All right. So, the, Bill Clinton back in discussion again. One toke over the line. <laughs> Anybody that says they didn't inhale is a liar. You better believe it. But this time it's the Tarmac Summit. Meeting with another woman. <laughs> surprise. Yeah, surprise. Okay, we've we've all heard that he and Loretta Lynch met last July 27th, back in 2000, 2016, the day before Hillary testified with the FBI on her email incident. Um, they claimed they had talked about golf and grandchildren. Well, according to the legal insertion, that might have been a little more. The American Center of Law and Justice has released 413 pages of memos obtained from the DOJ that show the Tarmac Summit was planned and that the media was working with the Obama-Lynch DOJ to downplay and bury the entire incident. Furthermore, not only was Comey's FBI less than forthcoming, but the emails reveal that Clinton's and Lynch's security details coordinated prior to the tarmac summit. Are you kidding me? You need security detail to coordinate before you talk about golf and grandchildren? Yeah, and and sorry, but you don't schedule a tarmac meeting to talk about, you know, life and grandchildren. You know, you sorry. could text about that. Exactly. You know, they wouldn't even have to bother the security detail. Yeah, it's very fishy. It is very fishy, and it goes on and on. And according to the Washington Free Beacon... In within these emails, it proves that the Washington Post and New York Times reporters didn't want to cover the Clinton-Lynch tarmac meeting. Isn't that convenient? Yeah, that's a little suspect, unless they were in fear for their lives. Who knows? We'll leave that to the imagination. And that's a whole other conspiracy theory. Or investigators. It has it that this might be back on the block. Right. For investigation, Jeff Sessions may open this right back up. True, because this shows that Comey lied. You're right. That's exactly right. You know, and um, it's going to become very important. Is Comey a liar or not? It's going to become very important in the Russian probe, in the email scandal, and... Very important in the way Mueller moves forward with his investigation. It's far from over, isn't it? It is far from over. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly. And it's, it's not just ugly for the politicians. The destruction has spread. According to Spin.com, Journey... 
are the latest proud American institution that Donald Trump threatens to destroy. We all know and love Journey, but it sounds like Neil Sean has gone off the deep end a little bit. Um, at first, it's, it's reasonable that he was upset that his band had an Oval Office photo shoot <laughs> with the president, and he was not told. He apparently was not invited, although being apolitical and, a, and not religious, he would not want to go if they ask him. But he's very upset with the band. On a Twitter rant, he said, so they didn't want to make a spectacle about the visit as journey. Press is never allowed in the Oval Office. I beg to differ, but... So sorry, but this was planned and manipulated for the benefit of who, question mark, you figure it out. I assume he means Trump, and he goes on and on, and um, ultimately he threatens to leave the band, disband the band, and rejoin Steve Perry. He also admits that Steve Perry has no idea that <laughs> that he's, he's joining the band yeah so yeah. poor song well maybe trump's actually trying out for his spot because he's gonna probably be out of a job here soon true i'm kind of thinking it would be ironic to see that happen because uh you know his big thing is you're fired so uh <laughs> It would be kind of comical to see, but that's just uh, the Canadians looking in south of the border and and watching and waiting to see what's going to happen. Oh, boy. There's a storm brewing out there. Yeah, that's for, for sure. sure. Yeah, I, I'm in total agreement with that. Grace, you got anything else for us? Nothing else today, Connor. It's been fun. Yes, it has been. So thanks a lot. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks for listening. Life's a journey. Godspeed, my friends. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.